So, thank you, Andy. So, all about Riley here and the emotions in her. What's controlling her? And maybe as we go through, we'll reflect on what's controlling us. They might not be little people with levers controlling us, but something controls our emotions, our thoughts. Thank you. So here's the control room, the headquarters in our brain, pulling levers, controlling how she felt. The memories, they were through those uh, um, balls that were there, and, and things trigger emotions, don't they? And I mentioned about to be an emotional time. I can embarrass James now because he's, uh, he's leaving. I always, as a child, I said I'd never talk about him in the service. But um, that, uh, and just going through his things as he clears out his room, you know, all sorts of emotions are there and trigger memories. Here, this, the centre person there is joy. That's the, uh, the emotion of, of joy. And in, in this scene, she's taking control. And uh, there's the, the others around, but joy is in control. And, and that's, in a sense, I would guess, how things should be. And certainly at Riley's happiest, that was how things should be. Life is good. Thank you, Andy. And there's joy. I thought it was a really good depiction of, of joy because she wasn't always portrayed as just an inane smile. That's not joy. Joy is, despite circumstances, is that, that sense of well-being. And, and she was both happy at times like this, outwardly happy, but also practical in how we can bring a joyful resolution to this idea and joy features in the bible quite a lot more on that later but there were other emotions in the film thank you this sadness and what a wonderful image i think of of sadness and a voice was uh, was very clever and sadness features and it seemed just to put a downer on everything and things would have been better if sadness hadn't have been there. But, and the film brings this out, and I think it's true that there is a place for sadness. It's a valid emotion. Thank you. And Jesus was sad at times. When Jesus' friend Lazarus died, he said, Jesus wept. Amen. And that's the shortest verse in the Bible, but it just shows the emotion of sadness. Thank you. And God understands that we are sad at times. Here's Psalm 56, or part of it. <coughs> Record my misery. List my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? And the idea is that God understands when we are sad. When we come to him in prayer, it's not, oh, life is so good. If we're sad, we can share that with him. 
and uh, sometimes people misunderstand or when you're a Christian nothing bad ever happens you're always meant to be joyful there are sadnesses but in this verse we read that God knows he understands and can comfort and can help us in our sadness thank you there's fear I, I love the, the cartoons of fear thank you and the question mark there is that well many people have fears some people their lives are ruled by fear which is really sad and can be really debilitating but many people have fears some are rational you know understandable um, uh, like uh, you know if a tiger ran into the room now it's right to be fearful of the tiger some are irrational in other words uh, you know the, you can't be harmed by them but um, uh, you, you're still fearful of them um, well you can be my runner Steve anybody got um, uh, any irrational fears that they want to share with us you may not want to share any sort of, sort of those silly fears I'm effectively scared of blue bottles because I'm scared of wasps and bees and I just don't wait to find out where the buzzing's coming from. <laughs> I passed my test when I was 17 or 55 now and I won't go on the motorway. I fear that, which is rather sad. I got the fear of Pauline's face. Uh, no, no need to criticise you, Pauline. Sorry about that. Um, this is really bad because, like, around Christmas time, I've there's nothing more terrifying to me than nutcracker dolls. <laughs> we just have one or two more. Irrational fears. So I have a fear of speaking in public, um, uh, which I've always had, and, but somehow when I'm here, um, I just get filled with the Spirit and God gives me the confidence to do what I need to do. Wonderful. Thank you, Steve. And uh, what a good place to, uh, to end it, uh, end that thing, that we do have fears, Speaking in public is, is quite a common one, and, um, uh, but that God just enables you to stand here and, and lead worship. And God can help us with all of our, our fears. Um, uh, thank you, Andy. Just, we shouldn't be fearful of the devil, but aware of his influence. Thank you, Steve. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And the devil can use our fears to, uh, to influence us and to, to influence for the, uh, for the worse. And so it, thank you for sharing that, that God is more powerful and can help us to overcome those, uh, those fears. And thank you, Andy.
There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So don't be controlled by fear. If you think that that's you or you're hampered by fear, we can pray afterwards and, and continue to, uh, to pray. Perfect love drives out fear. What a wonderful line. We shouldn't be controlled by fear. How bad it would be if Mike wasn't able to lead worship because of those fears, but God is good. Let's move on. Disgust. Okay, now this is controversial what came out as disgust in the film. So small children cover over your ears because, thank you Andy, it was broccoli that was a disgusting thing. Broccoli which is good for you and um, is not disgusting. Who here likes broccoli? Yes. (laughs) yes no it's not pizza that wasn't the disgusting thing and um, but it's just that idea that uh, some things um, uh, disgust us I won't go round and say what disgusts you we may um, we may not be too helpful but what is important is that there are things that we see or or experience that are not helpful, not good. Broccoli is not one of them, by the way. Um, And it's important, well, to hear this verse. Thank you, Steve. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And our mind is susceptible to things that are bad, to things that are disgusting, and it affects us. And, and so in that verse, it was concentrated on those positive things. Maybe that might be for, for somebody here. And then the final one. Anger. It doesn't need a little caption to say anger, does it? This is anger. Is anger always bad? Well, let's move on to the next slide. Jesus was angry in this instance. Thank you, Steve. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of money changers and the benches of those selling doves. Righteous anger is an aspect of anger. When we see children being, being hurt, it's right that we should be, feel angry about that and, uh, and do something about it. Uh, maybe you could say angry that uh, more people don't know the joy of the Lord. Perhaps that's a, a wrong use of the, the word. Because, of course, anger can be a terribly negative emotion. It can be very destructive, very difficult. Sometimes we have an outburst because we're angry angry and feel, oh, I feel better now. But those around us can be affected for so long. The Bible says something important about anger. Oh, sorry, next slide, sorry. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. 
and do not give the devil a foothold. See those, in that short verses, three important things. In your anger, do not sin. If we're angry, we're out of control and, and we can sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. What great advice that is. Don't mull over it overnight, particularly important if you're in a relationship. And do not give the devil a foothold because he'll use that and uh, to bad consequences. So, so I conclude this part. Thank you, Andy. See, historically, there's been lots of depictions of this. Here's Homer with an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other um, uh, shoulder giving conflicting, oh, do good, do bad sort of thing. In Inside Out, it gives a much uh, more detailed idea than that, a much more complica- complicated idea, which I think is, is probably nearer the truth. And then last slide of this section. And what I want us to move on now is when God is in control, when God is in that control room. And here this girl is there and I found out where God lives. When we become a Christian, invite God through his Holy Spirit into our lives, he can change us, he can lead us, and day by day he can, he can change us. What I'd encourage you to do is let God control your mind, not the other things. And maybe joy is a good personification of God through his spirit controlling you. Just before I conclude, we're going to sing again now. I couldn't not have this song. It's the song Shine from the, what's the next two lines? Inside Out. And being as we're looking at the film Inside Out, so it's Shine from the inside out. Let's stand if we're able. And uh, it's all about that when we get our inside right, then we can go out and, and serve him. So God knows us, he loves us, and he wants to fill us with his presence. Let's just conclude with a few more slides and uh, the Bible reading. Thank you, Andy. So our lives controlled by joy. It's not mean that we've got an inane smile on our face, but that's, um, uh, I think, a good, the best depiction from this film that we can have of the Holy Spirit just leading us and guiding us, controlling us. Thank you. You see, if joy is not there, we're left with anger, disgust, and fear. What a combination that is. But sometimes people's lives are like that thank you and and if it's perhaps worse than that if just our lives are controlled by anger if anger takes over oh dear or if sadness takes over oh dear or fear takes over I've already mentioned that and that's true of some people oh dear There's such a lot more. And Rona's going to come up now and uh, read read from us. First of all, just one verse. Those of us who have done freedom in Christ will know this verse well. 
that not to be controlled by our thoughts, but actually to control our thoughts. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So don't be ruled by our thoughts uh, that are, are not helpful. But take that thought captive. Is this of God? If not, discard it. And it goes into the, well, wherever it went on the films. But if it is of God, keep that, that God loves us. God wants us to have lives of joy. And God wants us to have the fruit of the Spirit. Let's hear about those fruits of the Spirit. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, and so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then the breeding continues with all sorts of bad things if you don't follow the way of, of the Spirit. But I've asked Ronan not to read those out because it's a family service and there may be some uh, words that are not helpful because there's some disgusting things there. But if we follow the way of God, thank you, Rona. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Yes, please, Andy. And so I'll leave you with that slide of, of the other emotions are there, and sometimes that can be positive. But with joy, the idea that the Holy Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit, is in control. This is what we need to, to ask the Lord to help us with. And I'd like us to uh, have a reminder of some of the verses in Scripture which concentrate on joy. Let joy be in our hearts. We'll start with, with Rachel and then the others will follow. Stand up, Rachel, and read. joy what a great emotion and I hope that that exploration of the film and something of the the Bible will be helpful for you 
Am I right that the schools are going back next week so we can pray that those children know joy because they're probably moving classes or starting school or, or moving schools. We can pray through the week that they may know that joy. And perhaps teachers who are starting might, um, uh, might know that, uh, that joy. We're going to end with um, two songs which are not a joyful sort of um, happy sort of songs. They're more serious about that intention. This is my desire. And more love, more power, more of you in my life. That intention that we don't want to be ruled by these random emotions, but that we want to be ruled by God. And so it ends with those, those prayers, really. And, but also, we, we can then go out from this place and live lives of joy when we've asked the Lord to help us, asked the Lord to, to, uh, to fill our lives with the more love, more power, more of you in my life, and then we can go out and, and share that, that joy. And then we'll, I don't know what God might direct us to different, but then um, uh, we're going to say the words of the grace, and then I'm going to invite James to, uh, to lead us in the, the song, The Power of God. There's no words, it's, um, uh, it, it's, but the messy church leadership wanted this recording, and this is the last opportunity, but also it might be a good way just to, to conclude the service with that joyful children's song. But just before we, uh, we do sing, did anybody see uh, The X Factor last night? Some of you did. And uh, that lady Jennifer, who came on and sang Shackles. Don't think so. She, she sang the gospel song Shackles. Take the shackles uh, off me. And it's a, a, a Christian song. And the whole place erupted. It was fantastic. And Simon Cowell, I don't know what his um, uh, beliefs are over God, said, you are the definition of joy. Wasn't that a fantastic thing to be known as a definition of joy? As she just had the boldness to sing out this gospel song. So maybe, Mike, after you've sang today, you'll be going out there and, um, and singing that. But we can... Sing with our lives as well as our lips, but now let's, uh, let's stand and, uh, and worship the Lord, really inviting the Lord in. Thank you.